Hey, Cody Birch here. Welcome back to the Cody Builds a Business podcast and our ongoing series called Alternative Traffic Strategies, where you learn other ways to grow your business and get eyeballs on your offers outside of Facebook and Instagram ads, which is what a lot of people, including me, have been relying on maybe a little bit too much and are concerned about going forward with iOS 14 changes and whatever's going on with Zuckerberg and Apple and I don't know what's going on there, but it's a good time to diversify. And today is a very special interview. Her name is Jen Stanbrook. And Jen talks about Pinterest. This is part two of our two-part Pinterest series. And I love this conversation because I'm new to Pinterest. I don't understand it. In fact, I almost just called it Instagram. I don't really remember what to call it, how it works. I don't know how it works, but I'm very curious. And so I asked Jen a bunch of dumb questions about Pinterest, and she's very patient and helpful with me as we brainstorm ideas for how I can use the platform to grow my business. Now, I got to be honest, a lot of these interviews I've been having, sometimes I get a little bit discouraged when I learn the ins and outs of the platform that other people are using. And I think, ah, that's not for me. But this interview today is so encouraging because right when I was done talking to Jen, I thought I can definitely do this. This is the next platform that I should be using because I've got so much content already. And so I'm excited to jump into the interview and I don't want to delay you any longer. Enjoy this chat about how to use Pinterest organic to grow your business. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. Hey, before we go to the interview today, I wanted to make sure you knew about my newest workshop. It's called the Laidback Launch Workshop, and it's something that I am really, really proud of because when you go to launch your next program, course, membership, mastermind, whatever it is, you can get kind of bogged down in the details. And the temptation is to go ahead and build the thing and plan a big launch and get JVs and affiliates. And it's actually the opposite of that that I teach in the Laidback Launch Workshop. We talk about how to validate your idea before you even build it, how to get your first few customers, and how to build social proof and momentum towards a big spotlight launch in the future should you choose to do that. So to check out the Laidback Launch Workshop, just go to codybirch.com slash laidback. All right, we now welcome to the podcast, Jen Stanbrook. Jen, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm really good. Thank you, Cody. Thanks for having me. Yes, you were a person that I had kind of circled on my interest list because uh, when we're doing this podcast session about how to get traffic, how to get eyeballs and people's interest into our products and services, but we don't want to use Facebook ads. And you said that you had this really cool Pinterest strategy that I'm excited to to chat about today because I know almost nothing about Pinterest. I mean, I, it'd be hard to be more green to a platform than I am with Pinterest. <laughs> so I'm very interested. I'm really glad this was able to work out and our schedules matched up. And now here we are chatting about it. But before we dive into that, give us a quick background on you and a little bit about your business. Sure. Um, right. Okay. So yes, I'm Jen Stanbrook and I am what you might call a Pinterest marketing strategist. That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Basically, <laughs> I can teach you how to use Pinterest for your business. And um, I've been doing this, well, I've been using Pinterest for over eight years myself in the trenches and I still do. Um, for 10 years, I've been um, a blogger. Obviously, I'm in the UK and I, I've, I run one of the top UK home interior blogs called Love Chic Living. And I got really interested in Pinterest probably, well, yeah, eight years ago, watching um, the US bloggers because we didn't really have, it wasn't really a thing so much in the UK. It was really new. So I spent a lot of time engaging with US bloggers 
chatting with them, looking at what they were doing, looking at their strategies on how they were using it to drive all this amazing traffic to their blogs. Um, and so I spent a year, you know, trialing things, trying things out. It's a bit different here in the UK, but my blog has a kind of international global reach. So it was great for me to collaborate with all these US PIN users and um, suddenly see hundreds and thousands of new people coming to my website. So over the years, I developed this strategy. And then about four or five years ago, lots of people obviously started using it a lot more here in the UK. Pinterest in the UK did a big push, a big promotion. I worked with them to help them promote it here in the UK. I ended up myself with a million followers as a result of that collaboration. But um, more importantly was that I developed strategies that other people wanted to use and wanted to know how to use. So that's where I set up my coaching business and I created my first course, Pinsight. Um, and yeah, I just started creating courses, workshops. And now I run the Pinning Club, which is my membership for savvy entrepreneurs who are using Pinterest marketing to support traffic and have extra traffic streams through to their business. That is so cool. What a great story of the evolution over <laughs> Sorry, eight years. Yeah, it was a bit of an evolution, wasn't it? A bit long-winded, but yeah, you no, get no, the idea. Yeah. It's great. I think, I mean, so many of us, they want our thing to work and there's the allure of a quick win and an overnight success. And you and I both know the overnight success is 10 or 20 or 30 years in the making. And so to hear mm -hmm. that your journey took particularly, you know, about eight years on Pinterest to, to be where you are now um, is hopefully yeah. encouraging to people saying, no, like, Whatever you're doing, whether it's blogging or writing Facebook ads or doing podcasting, you know, I'm almost three years into this podcast show and feel like I'm just hitting my stride. 350 episodes in, you know, it just you got to mm -hmm. stick at it and and watch uh, people kind of start to pay attention. So my my question is, yeah. walk walk me through when you started to realize that your hobby, my word, not yours, that your hobby on Pinterest could turn into something that would be a useful traffic source. When did you start to notice that it was a good way to promote the blog? Um, pretty early on, actually, because the blog had been going and, you know, back then, back in that that day, um, it was just really about getting traffic, getting people to, to read the content I was creating. Um, and that was going to make me more um, desirable to brands that I was collaborating with. So, um, yeah, I, I, I used it really strategically right from the beginning because I'd, I'd sort of heard all this chatter that it was amazing for traffic. And it, it absolutely is. And even then it really was. I mean, really quickly, I was seeing 100,000 hits to the website a month. So this is 100,000 new people coming to the website every month that I wasn't paying for. It was just my time to, to make pins, to promote the content, to put it out there to, at that time, we were kind of collaborating on boards and, and on Pinterest, which you don't really do anymore. But, you know, this, this and I still get that amount of traffic now. And this is all unpaid for. It's just a couple of hours a week. And these are all people that are my ideal client that I can bring over to my website and warm up. You know, it's just like using Facebook ads where you're you're attracting a cold audience. And my whole framework is about pin to purchase. So we're, we're looking at identifying the ideal client and how we do that with our pins and bringing them over, warming them up on our lists so they become, you know, buyers, customers, clients. Um, but yeah, it was quite early on when I realized 
that it was, you know, within a within within a month, I'd increased by five thousand people, twenty five thousand in the first year, and then it just grew and grew and grew. Are you using Pinterest now for your Love Chic Living home blog as well as your pinning club membership stuff? How are you currently using Pinterest to promote your businesses? Yeah. So at the moment, um, the main focus, because that's the showcase, is for Love Chic Living. And so, yeah, I pin, you know, we pin regularly to make sure that the traffic flows through to Love Chic Living. And that still has a really solid, um, a solid audience uh, through from Pinterest. And then what I do for the for the other stuff is there's another account that's kind of quieter. Um, and yeah, I'm feeding people through to lead magnets, to blog content, um, just getting people in on the list. So tell me, what's the environment like when you're using Pinterest to promote a lead magnet? Because now now I just got a little bit more comfortable because I know how to do the lead magnet thing. I know how to make a great checklist or something of high value that people want in exchange for their email address. And there's lots of ways to promote those kinds of things. What does that look like on Pinterest? How is that different than my world where we're dropping something in the newsfeed on Facebook ads saying, Hey, I put together this complicated process and a handy checklist. Click here to get it. What does that look like on Pinterest? Is it the same? Yeah. Well, it, Essentially, yeah, it does look the same. So it would be very much making a pin that has a great graphic and a call to action, download for free or whatever you want to say, get your free guide. Um, uh, But it's much more, you can't do it in an ad hoc way. If you want to use Pinterest for your business, there has to be consistency. You have to be regular with it. You have to put the right plan in place. And it's you know, it goes back to what we we're saying there at the beginning that this this is a long term investment of your time and energy. It's not a quick win. It takes a long time to grow and build and it solidly, solidly develops over time. So if I tell you, for example, as a small business, I work with a lot of small businesses as clients who maybe sell products or some unservice based businesses, too. But if they she had four thousand people coming from Pinterest in the first year. Then the next year, after we worked on that strategy, we got it up to 14,000. So this is a small business with a really niche product. Um, But we're identifying the right client to look at her pins who are interested in this particular product she sells and bring them through to the website. I mean, that's a really big growth year on year, but obviously it's slow and steady. So it's People have to realize there are, there are no quick wins here. It's another, it's it's just another tool that you bring into the toolkit, essentially, for your marketing, diversifying, making sure your traffic streams are secure. Yeah, and that's that's true. <laughs> I, I get that with yeah. the organic side. And that, that's why, honestly, just being transparent, it's why I like, I still like Facebook ads because I don't have to wait a year for it to catch on. I can literally publish it, assuming yeah. it's compliant and it gets approved and, and it's going to cost me money. I got to pay for that. And then, but that, then I can go do something else. And so even the, today, the day we're recording this, I bet I'm spending something like $50 today and I'm going to get something like 40 to 50 new people to join my email list. And some of them might buy a low ticket product. And I, I I try to do the, actually one of my big, I don't really like New Year's resolutions. My wife is teasing me because here comes a New Year's resolution is I wanted to post an evergreen piece of content a day instead of, a, as well as a disappearing piece of content. So evergreen would be a you know podcast, a YouTube video, a blog post, something like that. And I mm. need to continue to add that. And I'm not sure that Pinterest is necessarily for me and my business. And that's kind of my next question is what types of businesses, um, succeed the most with what you're seeing on, on, on Pinterest? Um, 
businesses that have a variety of content so whether that comes in forms of you know blog content or, or podcast show notes and um, products that they might be selling or service pages or lead magnets um, when there's a lot of content it's much easier to put that out on Pinterest to to regurgitate the same content again and again and again isn't as easy as it used to be right now Pinterest are, are really focusing on having lots of fresh content on there uh, so that works very very well um, and equally the same for service-based and product-based businesses they work equally as well if you've got lots of free content to give away then perfect it's brilliant so for example I have a client who's been who I've been working with for about three years or so she's been building and building and building. Um, she sells an 18, no, 20 pounds, so $25 kind of product, uh, handmade. And 30 to 40% of her revenue comes directly from Pinterest through organic pinning. Mm. So it's just part of her ongoing marketing that, you know, as well as promoting things on YouTube and on um, Instagram, she would then send out her pins each week too. And so she sends out two free tutorials. She'll send out lead magnets, downloads. She'll send people to YouTube. She's been able to monetize YouTube through Pinterest. And then the funnel works that they come through then to the shop and they're buying products and going on her list. So, you know, I think, yeah, I get it that you maybe think, well, I can get like this quicker win with Facebook ads. Um, and I completely get that. But, you know, as an alternative source, of this constant stream of evergreen traffic that's coming through whilst you sleep, uh, you know, it, it's always worth a shot. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And actually, as you're sharing that, I'm thinking, and here's the story I'm telling myself, and it may not be true. I don't identify as having a very visually interesting business. So for me, I'll give sure. away checklists, I'll give away funnel templates, I'll give away uh, mini courses on Facebook ads and things like that. And so when I, whenever I've been on Pinterest, which isn't isn't very much time, I like to look at, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, antique watches or vintage cars or, you know, awesome architecture. Sure. If I saw a yeah. lead magnet for... Uh, the course launch checklist, like in that, in that feed, I'm not sure I'm telling myself that doesn't make a lot of sense because of the, like the visual aesthetic of my business. Now that's a limiting belief probably because I do design some pretty beautiful funnels and could easily take a really nice looking funnel design that I made and say, Hey, like here's the newest in funnel design that I'm seeing Whether not even an ad, just saying this is a nice way to have a nice visual aesthetic or a nice color palette or a nice layout of a opt-in page or things like that. Is, are those conversations happening on Pinterest? It probably are because it's a huge platform, but are people there to learn about, is there some subset of user that is there to learn about what I'm good at design and funnels and opt-ins and conversions and stuff like that or no? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a limiting um, belief. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. When you said that, I was like, okay, we're going to have to address this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you you, st let's, you started this conversation by saying, you know, I'm not a Pinterest user yeah. uh, necessarily, and that's fine. Um, yeah, there are – Pinterest is a search engine. As, fundamentally, that's what it is. Okay, it's not social media. So people come on there. There are two types of pinners. There's the pinner like yourself, maybe, who hops on now and again and is looking for a specific thing. Yeah, uh, because they want some inspiration. They want to save it to a board so that they can come back and look at it at a later date. Or there's the pinner that's on there with a problem and they're used to using Pinterest and they want that help and they want to look at that help now. And the way Pinterest is 
is set up is that we can click away from the site and they're really happy for us to do that. So, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, people are searching for social media marketing, small business marketing, entrepreneurs, you know, how to set up a new business. That's huge on Pinterest right now because of the pandemic, because of lockdowns. People have, you know, maybe lost incomes. So they're thinking, you know, what can I do? How can I use my hobbies, my skills to set up on my own? So that kind of search is massive right now. Um, and so service-based businesses are doing really, really well. I'm currently working with um, a VA for interior designers, for example. So we're setting up all of her boards where she's got, you know, social media marketing, social media marketing for um uh, for interior designers, Facebook for interior designers, and so on and so on. So we're creating all these boards, making cool pins. There are certain ways you have to make a pin on Pinterest for them to be optimized in the right way, for them to, to get your ideal client to click on them rather than save them into a board. So this is all about getting traffic, getting people to click on the pins and visit your website. So absolutely, 100% service-based businesses do exceedingly well. Hmm. And that's interesting what you said. I was going to be my next question, but you've already answered it. Yeah. Like Facebook doesn't want people to click off of Facebook. Yeah. They'd rather you stay on Facebook. They reward engagement on the platform. YouTube is the same. And I was learning a little bit about YouTube. I thought, well, I only want them to watch this video and then click the link in the description to go get my lead magnet or buy a low ticket product. And my yeah. YouTube coach said, don't do that. They don't want that. They'll start to throttle your videos. They won't show it as much. If every time somebody watches one of your videos, the next thing they do is they click away from YouTube. That's not a good thing for YouTube. They want to yeah. suck you into the vortex of, of, of videos. Yeah. So interest is not that way, right? That's what you said. They 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 encourage. They want the interaction. I never thought of it as a search engine. I, in my head, it's a social network. But, no. but you're right. So they encourage yeah. the clicks. You say. Yeah, totally. So it's all about search. They encourage the clicks. They. I mean, obviously, they are selling paid ads now, and they are promoting that big style. But the organic traffic is still there. Um, and they work, they work a lot with content creators in giving us, you know, best practices and encouraging us to do things in a certain way that suits the platform, that suits the algorithms. They work very heavily with us. I chat a lot to the guys in San Francisco, in London, about the experience that we're having as content creators and how they can make it better for us. Because in a lot of ways, with a lifeblood for the organic site... Uh, for bringing in new content constantly and for understanding what pinners are looking for. So we know how to use the platform to identify what people are searching for. They've got a problem, they need help, they want a solution, they need an answer to a question, and they're typing that into the search. So as content creators, we're creating pins that answer those questions and leave them wanting more so that they're then coming through and reading, consuming you know, content on our websites thinking, great, I love this. Let me sign up to the list. So, yeah, um, that that's our whole approach with the organic sort of pinning strategy and, pinning and Pinterest marketing. And yeah. I wonder, too, if it is also a strategy for Pinterest that they want people to increase their trust and belief to go to Pinterest to get their questions answered. So if they provide a satisfying yeah. search experience, then it develops that 
connection in people's brain to say, this is where I go. I don't go to Google anymore. I don't go to search engine. I go to Pinterest because that's where I go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is there, is that maybe how it's working in the incentive? Oh, incentive totally. Yeah. 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 Completely. And they were as content creators, they reward us for clicks on our pins, for traffic out of our pins. Um, the more we can engage with the pinner and the more Pinterest can measure that and see that, then, you know, the more that they'll show our content um, to people in the home feed rather than just simply through search. So a lot of my traffic now comes through the home feed where people see my pins there because they've already seen them in another way or other people similar to them have clicked on my content. So, you know, the algorithm is working in my favour. Um, and that's that's essentially what I'm teaching my clients through the club is, is kind of how to stay accountable, how to keep doing it, how to move with this very fast changing platform, uh, because it does change every sort of three to six months. There's always something new. Uh, but that's why I love it. It's, you know, keeps us on our toes. <laughs> Yeah. And as you're talking to, I'm thinking about my wife's business. She has an event production business, which has been pivoted through the pandemic. Obviously she uh -huh. used to uh, host in-person events and she will again someday for people like me, for people like you. She actually, she's done a few in the UK, maybe just one in the UK, but when she does an event, she will just, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of teasing, but she'll Google, uh, you know, nicest boutique hotel in city, like in Toronto, in Austin, Texas, in Denver, in these big, in London and these big cities. And uh, she's, to my knowledge, I think she might use Pinterest, but I don't think she uh, is creating stuff on Pinterest. But she always books these amazing hotels, the Shangri-La in Toronto, which isn't quite a boutique hotel, but it's an amazing hotel. These beautiful properties, these beautiful experiences, the amount of touch and care she puts into these events, these very bespoke, white glove, beautiful events. I, now it, she might get a lot of followers or whatever it's called on Pinterest. I don't know that how I don't know how to make that jump between clients. Um, I guess it's pretty obvious if she was posting that kind of beautiful experiences that she can create with people. Like at my event, uh, December, 2019, before the world shut down, it was around Christmas time. It was about a week before Christmas. So she got this beautiful Christmas tree and she put a bunch of beautiful hand, uh, ornaments on the tree and then a bunch of gifts on the tree. And it was a cool idea to say for me to say as the event host, Hey, thanks for coming to my event in Denver. I know it's kind of close to Christmas and you might've had to leave the kiddos behind. And so instead of bringing them home a crappy little pin you got from the lobby of the hotel, there's a lot of gifts under the tree. So they're labeled, you know, young boy, young girl, middle-aged boy, middle-aged girl, yeah, cool. go grab one on your way home. That was my wife's idea. She made it happen. It was beautiful. People loved it. And that would have been, I think, interesting subject matter for that type of visual medium of what that tree looked like and how the strategy worked. Mm -hmm. And it would have been cool exposure for her ideas. She does that all the time. She like jumps out of bed and has ideas like that. Uh, Pinterest yeah. might be, I'm assuming, a really good platform for her to express her expertise. I'm assuming you yeah, would. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's the, the key thing is to think about what your ideal client will be searching for. So, you know, as somebody who puts together events, who are your clients and what, what are they going to be looking for? And it's about positioning your pins in a way that encourages them to go, yeah, well, that, that's what I need. You know, this, this is who I'm looking for. Let me find out more about her. So, so yeah, uh, it, it's, it's a fine art, I think, in, in this kind of thinking about the marketing for your business in a very different way. And that's what I'm doing right now is I'm, ta I'm taking a cohort of students through my, um, my core course that I, that I, um, that I run. 
and we're sort of halfway through that. And we always start off by getting them to to do the usual marketing business of, of you know, identifying your ideal client. And many of them have never even done that in their businesses. They're, they're perhaps quite new to their business. And so getting them to think in that way first, then when they come to create a pin and they need to put some text on the pin, the messaging around the pin, they can position it better in a way that engages with their ideal um, their ideal client, their ideal pinner. It's what we don't, we, yeah, we, we, you know, we could send pins out and they would reach tens of thousands of people and get two clicks. You know, I would much rather it, it reached a thousand more ideal people and we got a hundred clicks. Sure. Uh, so, so yeah. Well, that's a great segue to my next point of curiosity is for me, uh, what I think is happening is probably people listening to the show that they're already on Pinterest. They're, they're active. I think the majority would be people like me that are thinking that they need one more alternative source for traffic mm-hmm. in 2021 and beyond. And they're looking to Pinterest to potentially get started. So my question is, how do you recommend people start to, uh, I was going to say post, it sounds like it's called something different, but start to create pins and post on Pinterest uh, what I'm using the wrong word. What is it called? Pinning? Uh, saving. We, we say saving on Pinterest, but yeah, yeah. pinning. So yeah. how do you, uh, how do you recommend, uh, like, so here's what I would do. Tell me if I'm on the right track. I would log into mm-hmm. Pinterest. I would uh-huh. check it. The, I'm going to call it the newsfeed for lack of a better word. My brain can't hold all these different terms. I would go through the newsfeed to see what I'm interested in. Could be architecture, automotive, uh, funnel design or graphic design, things like that. I like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then see what I like and what makes me uh, light up, what makes me feel something. And then I could start to, you know, save those to a board of design inspiration. And then for me, I would start to maybe post some funnel designs or some aesthetic things that I do based on how I'm seeing the pages I like make me feel. I would probably, cause I don't really know what I'm doing. I'd probably go into Canva and I would get a Pinterest template in Canva and I would start to see what their recommended templates look like and say, okay, how can I mirror my brand of this amazing funnel opt-in page I just made with what's appropriate for the platform that people engage with that make me feel something. That's about as far as my imagination is letting me get right now. But is that, how do people get started on the platform? If they're kind of new to it, they don't know what visuals would make sense. I don't even know what to create. Do I put a bunch of text or no text? Do I make a little button thing that looks like a button as a picture, as an overlay on the picture, stuff like that. What would you say to somebody trying to get started? Okay, so um, so the first the first thing you were doing, opening up your newsfeed, pinning some stuff that appeals to you. We don't do that. We don't do that at all. Okay, okay. <laughs> don't need to go on the feed. You don't need to pin other people's pins at all. All right. So you only save your own content, your own pins. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to think about your business and think about the types of content you share. Okay, the things you talk about, the things maybe the content you've got whether that's, you know, your podcast. I mean, fantastic for promoting a podcast uh, and maybe blog content or service pages or lead magnets, right? So then you're going to make a list of, of what the 10 most popular pieces of content are from Google, from your analytics, whatever you know. Make that list, okay? Then you're going to make 10 boards, Right. So we're not we're not we're not making pins just yet. We're creating boards because you've got to have somewhere to save them to. And so we're going to make some boards that represent your business. Right. Social media, Facebook, Facebook ads and so on and so on. And then <laughs> we're going to go to Canva and then we're going to get our Pinterest template and we're going to look at that list of content we've got and look at the list of boards we've got. And we're going to make a pin for one of those pieces of content. 
So say we've got a blog post about Facebook ads uh, with a lead magnet. Yeah, we're going to make a nice pin, really simple. We're going to we're going to stick to our branding, but we're not going to be a slave to it. We're going to be flexible if we need to. We're going to keep it really simple, clear with a strong call to action. Yeah. And um, we're going to then save that to Pinterest to our most relevant boards. We're going to save it to our Facebook ads board. And then a few days later, we're probably going to save the same thing to another board's social media. We're going to save it to paid marketing or whatever it is. You can save it a few times. Um, and yeah, that, that's essentially what we're going to do. That is the start. That is the very beginning of your successful Pinterest marketing strategy. Hmm. That just saved Sound me good? a bunch of time. Yeah, that's great. It saved me a bunch of time on a bunch of research and things I didn't want to do. And exactly. I'm really curious because you keep saying that a podcast is perfect. So would it be like a, I had a, I'll just pick a recent uh, episode, this idea of safety third, that if we lived in a safety first world, we would never post something to social media. We would never host an event. We would never, if we optimize for safety, basically we would never do anything was my point. So we can't optimize for safety. We have to optimize for helping people and having courage and things like that. Safety comes later was was my point so that's kind of the hook and the idea of this very short podcast episode safety third okay um yeah. what, what how do i how, how do I, what that? do i do with that how do i get <laughs> listeners to that it's i can explain the idea quickly with a few words but then there's a call to action to go check out the full episode if the hook sounds interesting then it links up to the yeah the episode is that how that works yeah, exactly that. Yeah. So um, you can you can either link it to, you know, the podcast site or maybe if you've got show notes on a website, you right. would link it. I mean, sure, you promote it on your own website. So you would link it ideally back to your website. And so you'd create the uh, the graphic, the pin graphic. And it might be, you know, you've got to think about what, what would entice people in and they perhaps won't know what you mean by safety third. Sure. But, um, you, you know, you might, I don't know how you would position that. I don't know enough about the, the piece of the piece that you did, but what would be the hook that they might be looking for? How to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah like, it'd be like how to do your first Facebook Live or something like that. Like how, Oh, there you go. Yeah, it'd be something Perfect. like that because it takes some courage that, to take safety. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah. So that would be the graphic. I can see the graphic now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How to do your first Facebook Live. That's it. URL for the website at the bottom or your logo. Done. We have a title. We have a pin description. It goes up onto the Facebook Live board. Gosh, job done. Okay. This is super interesting. So I need to Am I convincing myself. you yet? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. this is really, this is why I want to in? talk with you so much. Um, the... I got to remind myself just through our conversation that it's a search platform. So if I search had a platform, picture that said safety third, nobody would know what that meant. Nobody would click on it. Exactly. And make no, sense. no one's going to be searching for it. They're going to be searching for Facebook lives. They're going to want to know how to do a Facebook live. They're going to want a step-by-step -step guide. They're going to want some free, a free, you know, some free great content that tells them how to do it step-by-step. -step. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That'll yeah. be amazing. I think, um, totally. Okay. But look, this is, this is evergreen content as well. Sure. And that's, got real longevity to it that's not going anywhere it's 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 relevant now people want to know about it now but also in two three four five years they're still going to want to know about it yeah. and so this content still brings you traffic year after year after year so you can see how you know me doing it eight years i've got 1500 blog posts i've got thousands of pins out there and some of the content that's bringing me two or three thousand clicks every 30 days is still is kind of three years old and it's still my biggest content and it's still bringing that amount of traffic and that's just one pin. So, um, yeah. 
What's the rhythm like? Because I don't have 1,500 sure. blog posts, but I do have 350 podcast episodes. Exactly. I do have, I have dozens of blog posts, maybe not 100, but probably at least 50 over the last few years. Um, what is the rhythm you would recommend for someone like me? Is it about once a day? Do you batch your content and go make 10 Canva, Pinterest uh, templates and download all 10 and schedule them out? Does scheduling even matter? Because maybe not, because it's just based on search. What's the rhythm, I guess, to create content regularly on Pinterest? Sure. Uh, you, you, you've got it there, actually, to be honest. Well, let's just hang <laughs> yes. up and I'm going to go get started. I got Pinterest boards to make. See you later. <laughs> uh, but no, you, you, you're pretty close. Um, scheduling does matter. Um, and there's a scheduler called Tailwind that we all use um, that you may have come across. And it's the perfect, I mean, there are lots, to be fair, but it's the one I've been using for many years. Most businesses use Tailwind. It is the big one. They are linked very heavily with Pinterest and they're, they're very, very cool. Really good. Very, um, great stats. Just really recommend using it. Anyway, um, yeah, we would schedule with Tailwind. Uh, you would schedule, you know, across a 24-hour period because, you know, just, you want more people to read globally, to read, sorry, to listen to the podcast. Yep. We would make multiple templates for sure on Canva and save them so that we can access them again as templates so that we can then add some different wording, maybe a different image, and we can reuse that template for another piece of content. Okay, so that saves us time. So overall, what we're looking at is batch scheduling one to two hours per week to schedule 70 pins a week, all linking back to your own content. Okay, and, you know, that, that's essentially the rhythm of it. It sounds overwhelming to begin with. It takes a little bit of a while to get into it. And, you know, as we're saying, these these aren't quick wins. This is something to learn, something to evolve, something to get your teeth into, a bit like SEO, a bit like Facebook ads. Yep. Uh, you know, th there's plenty there to learn. And, you know, that's why the results are so good. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. And what I'm hearing you say is, hey, Cody, you're already making this content. It wouldn't hurt you to yeah. spend a little more, you know, one hour a week or something like that on a Friday, uh -huh. get a big pot of coffee and sit down and schedule this stuff out based on your content. And what I'm also thinking is let's just take that safety third idea, which is around having the courage to do your first Facebook Live or your first, you know, start a Facebook group or do a Instagram Live or do pin your first pin or whatever. Yeah. I could try those different hooks like sending your first email or sending your first, you know, dealing with your first uh, refund request from a customer. Like it's all around that idea of doing the same central idea. Does that make sense? There's just a spider yeah. web of different hooks that people might be searching for where that content sure. is the answer. So I'm assuming that's true over the year too. I can keep, I can keep um, referencing that piece of content, but just try different hooks that people might be searching. Absolutely. Spot on. Yeah, that's All exactly right. it. And that's exactly the, the rhythm, the strategy, the method, whatever you want to call it. It's just kind of giving this freshness, this, this more, this different experience for the pinner to engage them and hook them in. And, you know, we do a lot of, and I'm sure, you know, obviously you're a Facebook ads guy, so it's all about analyzing results. So we're all about looking at the stats. We're all about watching what works, what doesn't work, what brings us the most traffic. We're looking at the pages people land on, what they do when they get there. And so we get to understand our ideal pinner in, in, a, in a much better way so that we can then serve up more and more, um, more, more pins that get results faster, essentially. 
And then I've got my last question. This has been super mm-hmm. helpful. I've got when you hear, you can probably hear some pecking in the background because I start to take yeah. my brain Making lights notes. up. Yeah. Um, the I have a nerd question. Uh, I I'm assuming that there's a Pinterest. I know there's a Pinterest pixel or a tag or whatever they call it. And mm-hmm. wh- I guess what are some what's a real quick mechanical step people might need to take to be more professional. Because I, I don't know, I, I guess it'd be through Google Analytics, but I wouldn't, it's not easy for me to think of how to track pins to blog posts and traffic and things like that. Is that, is that how you do it via the, um, yeah. their tag or we, their pixel? No, we would do it through Google Analytics okay. so that it, it's, it's really, it's actually quite straightforward to find in Google. Once you know where to look in Google Analytics to see the traffic that you're getting from Pinterest, it's just under the social uh, social section within Google Analytics. And it's where it lists Facebook and Instagram, you'll see Pinterest too. And that will tell you which pins are sending traffic to which pages on your website. But actually, as part of my membership, what I have created for all of my members is a customized dashboard. So they all get this dashboard that just plugs straight into Google Analytics. They fire it up and they see all the relevant metrics right there, you know, without having to dig around. But that's the ultimate, that, that's the ultimate place. That's the most accurate. Okay. Got it. Thanks for thanks right. for entertaining that part of my brain. I, I like the high level stuff. And <laughs> no, I, no, I, I'm into the stats too. I'm into the stats too. Yeah, I do thirty thousand foot view for a little bit. Then I get I kind of panic and I do the thirty foot view of like, wait a minute, <laughs> what, what button do I press? I need to know, you know, what where to, where's the plug in and where's the dashboard? Okay, that was sure. super helpful. Well, this has been amazing. This is uh, this over delivered. I was excited to chat with you about this, and I'm really Fantastic. glad we were able to do that. Tell people right. a little bit more about how they can find out more about you. And uh, the Pinning Club sounds super interesting. What What's the best way for people to follow you? Absolutely. Well, come and visit me on jenstanbrook.com and um, you can get on the wait list for the Pinning Club. I open it up a couple of times a year. Um, I also run masterclasses, workshops and Pinterest courses. And you can find me on Pinterest at Jen Stanbrook and of course on Instagram, the same at Jen Stanbrook. Amazing. I'll put those links in the show notes for Thank people so listening. Much. And yeah, this was super awesome. Any final words, Jen, when it comes to Pinterest? I'm excited to get going. I'm like, listen, there's 400 million monthly users on Pinterest. Your ideal customer is there. And it's a wasted opportunity <laughs> if you are not at least giving it a go. Awesome. Well, thanks again for the information today. This has been super <laughs> You're inspiring. Welcome. I can't wait Thank to get you. started. Thanks, Cody.